Welcome to Rocktail Hour, an hour's worth of rockin' good time in about 15 minutes with your buddies Tim, Treg, and Michael. Three old guys that are a testament to the fact that rock and roll keeps you young. In each Rocktail Hour, we bring you our favorite stories behind the greatest rock and roll tunes of all time and other interesting musings about the music and the rockers who inspire us. Today's Rocktail Hour is brought to you by Audible.com. Download a free Audible book of your choice from the link on our homepage or affiliates page. In today's Rocktail Hour, Michael is going to bring us the story behind Thriller by Michael Jackson. Thanks, Treg. This song's been a long time coming, given the history of Rocktail Hour, and I can't, uh, can't even think of how many times we have maligned this song <laughs> in this album. But let's face it, this is Thriller, the title track off the best-selling album of all time. The people have spoken. This is a great album and a great song. Uh, it's number 20 on Rolling Stone's Greatest Albums of All Time. Thriller won eight Grammy Awards in 1984. Thriller was on the Billboard Top 10 for 80 weeks in a row, and for 37 weeks it was the number one song. Thriller was released in November of 1982 on the heels of Michael Jackson's Off the Wall album. Uh, Michael uh, believed that Off the Wall was uh, a masterpiece, and, and he was quoted as saying that it was totally unfair that Off the Wall didn't get record of the year, and it will never happen again. And so uh, Michael had something to prove with Thriller, and so did Quincy Jones. And on the first day of recording, Quincy walked into the studio, he looked around, and said, Okay, guys, we are here to save the recording industry. <laughs> And, in a lot of ways they and, did. Huh? In yeah. a lot of ways they did with this album. Uh, Michael was unhappy in his life uh, at the time and in, in between the in the interim between off the wall and the recording of this album. Uh, Michael said that uh, even at home I'm lonely. I sit in my room sometimes and I cry. It's hard to make friends. I sometimes just walk around the neighborhood at night just hoping to find someone to talk to. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Must filter out Neverland jokes. <laughs> no, they. <laughs> Thriller. I think four of the songs on on Thriller were written by Michael himself. This one was not. This was written by Rod Temperton. Uh, the original title of the song was Starlight, and the original hook was Starlight, Starlight Sun, that was later changed to Thriller in the Night. Um, Much better. Quincy had told Temperton to come up with the title to the album, so he went to sleep, and when he woke up, he said the, the, the single word Thriller just came to his mind, and so he changed the song name to Thriller, which hence became, uh, obviously, the, the, the title track. Uh, he said that you could just see the merchandising for this one word, how it jumped off the page, mm. Thriller. So I mean, this was a, a a commercially conscious album, and the the name itself was picked because it was you could see it on a billboard, you could see the merchandising for it, and uh, and it did. This became a absolute money maker for everybody involved, and made Michael Jackson the king of pop, the greatest selling pop star of all time. The, the song was notable for among other things for having this cinematic or theatrical quality to it. Um, the the sound effects of the creaking door, the walking on wood planks, the wind, the thunder, the howling, uh, all of these things that were interwoven into the song, quite similar to a Pink Floyd track 
you know, of, of using sound effects as part of the way of uh, setting a theme or telling the story. I, I think Tim's point is not exactly like Pink Floyd. It's so hard. I would absolutely agree with that, though. I don't know if you're going to, if if you're covering this, and maybe I'm bringing this up too soon. And if so, just let me know. But it almost seems like somebody had the idea for that that video, and I would say it was a really, really good video, and that they designed the song with the intent of of having all of those sound effects in there um, for the video. And I would say, especially with the addition of, of Vincent Price's. Uh, monologue or soliloquy or whatever it is there towards the end that was a brilliant uh move on on their behalf to to put that in there uh really added to you know it is a pretty good song and i'll grudgingly say it it is a really good song because at the time i didn't like michael jackson uh at all uh and now i i would say i've i've grown to have a respect for him as a musician and and particularly as a performer Uh, nobody uh, could outperform Michael Jackson, uh, no matter how hard they tried. And I would second what you're saying about it, uh, having all of the different effects in there, because it, 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 to me, it just begged to have a video made out of it. Yeah. And you, you mentioned Vincent Price. Vincent Price uh, was actually brought in to do uh, the ending there of the song because he was a friend of Quincy Jones's wife. Oh. And they brought in Vincent Price, and he did that in two takes. Wow. I mean, cool. what a talent. I mean, yeah. you, bring in, you bring in a pro, and it just gets done. Yeah. Right? yeah. Let's talk about um, the song and the and the video, because they do go hand in hand. I mean, the, the song itself, you know, the lyrics are essentially about fright and somebody being terrorized by demons and night creatures. And it, you know, it, it feels a lot like a horror film. Um, the album was the first to really make use, widespread use of music videos in order to promote the popularity of the album. And the, the, the video for Thriller, you know, what a success that yeah. was. And, and it was actually the first video that was added to the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress. Wow. Huh. Um, it's, it's considered you know, a, a monumentally important piece in, in American history. Well, and, and it really kind of sad, but it's unfair to some of the other, well, at least one of the other videos from the album, which was um, Beat it. Uh, it. It's my understanding that Michael Jackson actually brought in real rival gang members in order to produce that video, and he was um, credited for sort of trying to bring some kind of peace between these gangs, and, and obviously some of the performers were professional dancers, that was a great video by itself and sort of overshadowed by, you know, the big video off of that album. But you have to give credit to that one as well. Right. I mean, and, and the choreography from both of oh, both yeah. Beat It and uh, Thriller have, are really integral parts of, of American contemporary dance. I mean, how many times have you seen those dance moves mimicked or reproduced? Yeah. Uh, it, well, we were watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off the other day with my boys, and there's a sequence, you know, where Ferris Bueller is singing in the parade off of the float. And there's a dance sequence in that where a few of the people that are dancing with Ferris Bueller actually recreate a few steps of that dance. And both of my boys noticed right away and said, that's Thriller. And I thought, wow, you know, they're, they were born years and years and years after this video was released, and they... Even they recognize the dance steps. So I think you're right. 
So the video um, picks up on the, and, and nothing I saw in my research suggests that the video was actually conceptualized or considered at, at the time of writing the lyrics of the song, but I think you're right, Tim. I mean, they, they, are, they go hand in hand, and you mm-hmm. can't consider one without the other. Um, the video, you really picked up on this theme of, of frightened being terrorized, and, you know, everybody's seen the video, but in short, you know, the story, it's kind of 1950s, Michael's on a date with his girlfriend, Ola Ray, they run out of gas, uh, they start walking, he proposes, she accepts, but he tells her, you know, he warns her that, you know, I'm different, right? Uh, there's... <laughs> <laughs> And I don't, you know, we laugh, and and I think we need to keep in mind the parallels to Michael's actual life, right? Because he then, he then, um, you know, the the full moon, and Michael turns into a werecat, right? Uh, He turns into a monster. Um, He then chases her down, uh, and it cuts. He's about to kill her, and it cuts to a movie theater scene where he and his girlfriend are watching this, and he assures her it's only a movie. Right. It's this blurring between reality uh, in cinema or reality and entertainment that was really part of Michael's character. Sure. Right. There yeah. was no there was no line between Michael as an individual a person and Michael, the entertainer. Um, and I think the film, whether consciously or not, was really picking up on that problem that, that, that he really had in his life. I think you do make a really good point about that. Um, there really wasn't a line between the performer and the real person. And I imagine probably the only person that recognized uh, or perceived that line was Michael Jackson himself, because even his family would have been hard-pressed to draw a line between those two, uh, especially his family, probably. And so I think that is a really good point. And then further on in the in the video, he he assures his, as, as they're watching the, the movie, he assures her that, you know, don't worry, it's only a movie. Uh, and then suddenly it just gets really weird and there's zombies and then Michael turns into a zombie and then they're boogieing. Uh, and then again, Michael tries to kill her, uh, but she, they wake up, um, you know, it's essentially a dream and he offers to take her home. But the last scene of the movie, of course, is where he then turns to the camera uh, and unbeknownst to her, he has still got those eyes of being a werecat. That he is a monster, and so the other thing that you know to me is just striking is that what's really going on in this video is that Michael, this um, shy, this kind, this caring guy, is also a predator, right? And it's and and that is really kind of the subtext of this film, uh, of the video, and and I'm obviously not self-conscious and and can't foreshadow what's going to happen with. Michael being accused of being a sexual predator um, later on in life, and something that obviously brought him uh, quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of uh, torment and cost him tens of millions of dollars, from what we know. And infamy. Yeah. Uh, there will always be an asterisk by by Michael Jackson's name, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. It. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, let's let's not. Um, it, it, there's always an asterisk by Michael's name, and uh, it's always considered in the context of the just the awesome talent uh, that he had. Um, and we should also remember what he did for music and what he did for black entertainers in particular. Sure. And if if you know if you think back to before Thriller, before that album, uh, Michael 
was struggling to get on MTV, and he believed that uh, that black entertainers weren't given fair uh, airtime on MTV. And whether it was right or not, CBS Records also believed it. And CBS Records, uh, who was Michael's label at the time, actually told MTV that if they didn't start playing Michael, they would withhold all of their music from MTV. Wow. Because they, they so them. strongly believed that, uh, that, uh, that, that uh, he was getting gypped. Um, it, Michael also uh, had asked Rolling Stone prior to Thriller if he could have a cover. And Rolling Stone told him no. And he firmly believed that that was also, and he told Rolling Stone, it's because you guys don't think that having a black man on your cover will sell copies. And he said that he will change that and he was going to change the music industry. And he also said, when I do change it, I may or may not give you an interview. Right. And that is also something that we found out later in Michael's life, the, the reclusiveness that he had, the, the, the skepticism towards the press, uh, the, the, the disdain for the press and the really trying to um, keep control of his own story and not really giving interviews probably was a reflection of the fact that he felt that he had been spurned when he was a young artist because of his race. There are so many bizarre things about Michael Jackson. His nose falling off, whether that's true or not, uh, his, his obviously changing appearance over the years um, from literally being one thing to almost the polar opposite of another. And uh, his appearance was so drastically changed by the time that he passed away and all of those things. And then the buying the bones of the elephant man and, and you know, going around, you know, with a chimpanzee. And, and then, of course, having, you know, friends with famous child stars and things like that. So many bizarre things. The most bizarre thing that Michael Jackson ever did was kiss Lisa Marie Presley on the award show. I mean, what a weird, awkward moment that was. And yet here is somebody that was so awkward in life and when he got on stage could be so dynamic and so overpowering and i i really believe what you say about him changing the music world so that they had no choice but to put him on the covers and recognize him um after that performance at the motown music awards how could you not have him on the cover of your magazine how could you not have him uh, on MTV, and how could you not be giving him air and press time? It would it would literally be impossible. And you know, you saying that almost makes me wonder if he didn't design that performance with with that in mind, knowing that that his life would be forever changed after that. Um, he was the one that introduced the moonwalk. You know, I I guess I realized that at the time, but I I didn't realize what a what a pivotal moment in 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 American. Uh, culture you know pop culture that was and uh, i was watching a, a tv interview uh well a tv documentary about that performance at motown and after the performance um fred astaire actually called in so that he could talk to michael jackson backstage and said that was unbelievable i can't believe what you know you were able to just do and and recognize that that he he would appeal to so many people at so many levels well, thanks, Michael, for that uh, thrilling rock tail hour <laughs> about Michael Jackson's Thriller. Uh, we may have to change the name of our podcast to the 
pop and rock tail rock hour, tail hour. <laughs> in fairness that is a great song and it's a great album and it's and it's done by a consummate performer that really was at the height of his talent and career and you, and you can't take any of that away and recognize that that there's a lot of polarization when you have a discussion about Michael Jackson, but the one thing that I think everybody can agree on is the man was monumentally talented and uh, was just absolute uh, gold to the industry. No question about it. Uh, in fact, I had heard that he, he in fact, did boost sales of all albums. Uh, people came into record stores to buy Thriller, and they ended up picking up a couple of other albums while they were at it. And, and for those of you younger listeners, a record store back in the day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was a place Actually where you would records. physically go in order to buy records yeah. and tapes and not even compact discs at the time. But well, thanks again, Michael. Great Rocktail Hour. For listeners of the Rocktail Hour, Audible.com is offering a free audiobook download with a 14-day trial membership to give you a chance to try out their service. Audible.com has over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. One audiobook Rocktail Hour listeners may be interested in is Eric Clapton's autobiography. Download your free audiobook from the link on our homepage or affiliates page. Please email us at dudes at rocktailhour.com if you think we got it all wrong, if you have an interesting Rocktail Hour of your own, or if you have a recommendation of a song that would be a good subject for a Rocktail Hour. If you think we're just lame, well, please keep that to yourself. Also, please contact us if you want to buy the next round at an upcoming Rocktail Hour by becoming a sponsor. Please like us on our Facebook page. Uh, we're also on Google Plus and on iTunes. We would appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and, and rate us. Until the next Rocktail Hour, rock on. Rock on.